You're listening to All Things Relax with Sandy D. Inspiring women to relax, rejuvenate, and find their inner zen. Here's your host, Sandy D. Hello and welcome to our show. Today I'm going to talk about women empowerment and specifically about a special book that was created by my former colleague and dear family friend, Ms. Shona Bramble. So Shona and I worked together in the publications department at the U.S. Pharmacopeia many years ago. She was a project manager and we worked directly on the Food Chemicals Codex, um, which we fondly called the FCC project. And when uh, this was when USP acquired rights to it from the Institute of Medicine. Our team received accolades for this important work. I think part of the accolades were because we launched like not only on time, but like with time to spare. Anyway, Shona is also a very creative person from writing poetry to taking beautiful photos. I mean, she organized the first photo um, exhibition at work. It was so cool. And I remember even incorporated like some kind of auction where um, monies from the sales went to charity. I mean, she's such a fabulous person. Um, and then she's always like just expressed her creativity in a myriad of ways. Uh, one of her creative endeavors was a book. She invited several women from all walks of life to complete a survey. And um, we had to answer a few key questions by way of writing a letter of wisdom and advice to girls. I'm honored to say that I was among uh, those who were invited. So today, I would like to read the letter that I wrote, which was included in her book. Um, And so the book is Letters to Girls Who Dream of Flying. So let's go. Dear Beautiful, my name is Sandy D, and I'm in my 40s. I was born and still live in the United States. When I was growing up, I wanted to be either a veterinarian or a medical researcher. Today, I am an editor. I have the gift of being detail-oriented, yet able to grasp the big picture. I love helping others, and I'm often asked to serve as team leader on the development of high-profile publications. I learn foreign languages easily and enjoy interacting with people from different cultures. I love intercultural communications. I absolutely love learning about people from other cultures. Recently, I developed a passion for photography and painting. I was always made to feel like I was not the artistic one in the family, so I had no idea I could draw more than a stick figure. When I'm doing the things I'm passionate about, I have a sense of fulfillment and supreme happiness. If I couldn't do those things, I would feel drained and tired. I feel restless when I meet people with whom I cannot share stories while learning more about them and the world. When I was a young girl, I feared not having financial security. Although it was not in the forefront of my mind, it was something I was aware of, especially having grown up in a family of modest means. My mom didn't become financially comfortable until she reached her mid-40s. As a child, I was aware that I didn't fit in with mainstream classmates. I was born in New York City and moved to Long Island when I was six. By first grade, cliques were already formed, and I was viewed as an outsider. I sought out those who were different like I was. My best childhood friends included a French-American whom I met when I was nine, and a high school friend who was American but grew up in Greece. 
These friends opened my world. My French-American friend's mother used to take us to see French movies at the local repertoire theater and at the local art museum. I can confidently say that not many girls in my class saw the movie Hiroshima Mon Amour. Definitely not. I am more relaxed when I think of those childhood fears now. Money has never been particularly important to me except as a means to do those things I love, such as travel. In terms of not fitting in, I'm so happy I never sought to conform to the norm since I am happy remaining my true authentic self. If I could go back and speak to my younger self, I would say, don't stress out about not fitting in. Embrace the small group of friends you have and be happy. Also, don't be shy about trying out new endeavors. If you don't like it, the worst that can happen is you can decide it isn't your cup of tea. You move on and find something more interesting. This applies to extracurricular activities, college majors, and later, if necessary, life partners. Do not settle for less. As far as challenges go, I am constantly expected to help others, which I enjoy. But in the workplace, this translates often to being expected to manage people or projects without getting the proper title and financial recognition. I don't care so much about the title, but not being paid fairly is not good for one's self-esteem, in my opinion. To combat those specific challenges, I am currently working with a fabulous career coach. She is a positive force in my life. One of the books she recommended I read was The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. This book has helped me accept that I cannot be perfect and cannot always help everyone and that I have to set boundaries. When things get difficult, my go-to person is my mom. She has always been there for me. She has a wide range of life experiences, from losing my seven-year-old brother in a drowning accident to raising two young girls as a single parent. For the longest time, my fear of public speaking held me back. As I have gotten older, I am less shy and reserved. The fear stems from worrying about not being perfect, making a fool of myself in front of a group of people. But when you realize people are there because you have knowledge to impart, it can be liberating. My love of people is really what has helped me to push myself forward. I love to collaborate on teams, so being able to speak confidently about my area of expertise has helped assuage my fear of public speaking. I recently took an in-depth career and personality assessment where the results clearly indicated that I am a blended energizer, that I am both an introvert and extrovert, but I need time alone to recharge my batteries. I have always seen myself primarily as an introvert, but realized that I really do love being with people. They just need to be interesting people. I see myself as someone who is constantly on the go and who seeks continuous improvement. I am not perfect and that is okay. I often think I could look better physically. Even when I have looked better physically, I was not aware of this. I realized this the other day when looking at my portrait made by an art teacher in Japan. I had no clue that I remotely looked like what he had portrayed. It was an eye opener. I think others are less harsh than I am in terms of how I think they see me. I suspect that at first I may come across as reserved, but as people get to know me, they realize that I would do anything for those who matter to me. I am still working on self-acceptance, but I'm making great strides. 
I guess as one matures, a certain level of Zen sets in and one is able to lighten up and not be as self-critical. Also, as Oprah would say, I had an aha moment when my health suffered during a particularly stressful time in my career. As a result, I've been working on finding ways to relax for the past several months and launched a blog, allthingsrelax.com, to provide others with tips on how to relax. Self-acceptance comes easier when one is able to relax. What I value most in life and cherish are my family and friends and my two cats. Beautiful. I think the whole self-image issue is still challenging for you. You also struggle with the need to fit in. The media doesn't help with how women are portrayed. I think, though, that the tide is finally starting to change. I feel that moms with young boys are an important part of the equation as well. Moms can teach their sons that beauty is only skin deep and to value women who will inspire them to be better men. If I had the opportunity to sit with a young girl who is a shadow of my younger self, I would tell her to never stop trying to reach for the brass ring. Never give up hope. Always strive to learn something new, to be kind to others, and do your best. Sandy D. We're going to take a short break. When we return, I want to share more about how Letters to Girls Who Dream of Flying was designed. Step into your inner zen and relax, refresh, and rejuvenate. The Find Your Inner Zen digital bundle will uplift you and brighten your day with 31 inspiring quotes, positive affirmations, and a place for you to reflect on your daily zen. Grab yours today at allthingsrelaxstudios.com. So, Letters to Girls Who Dream of Flying is organized into 10 flights or chapters, each with a theme. For example, the bargainers, the educators, the healers, the creators, the communicators, my letters included there, the organizers, the warriors, the builders. Then there's the flight plan, which is the same list of questions that contributors were asked to answer that you can journal on. And flight 10, which is resources, notably mental health organizations. Shona also offers that prayer and meditation are an important part of healing. Common themes and struggles that were shared throughout the letters include body image, battling stereotypes, gender, racial, etc. Being told you don't matter if you don't have a large social media following. Adapting to a new country. So several of the women who wrote letters were born outside of the U.S. Self-acceptance. This was one of the top themes. Being your true self and expressing your authentic feelings. Talking with your mom, siblings, friends, spouse, or turning to God in difficult times. Low self-esteem. This again was another one of the top themes that ran throughout the letters. Fearing for your safety. Fear of failure, self-doubt, and loneliness. Overcoming shyness and feeling socially awkward. Saying what you really want. Being able to put yourself first. Not being able to attain your dreams. Work-life and life-me balance. Thinking too small. Pushing outside of your comfort zone for personal growth. Death. Fearing pure acceptance due to disability. Not fitting in. Not belonging. Fear of loss, death again, divorce, etc. Fear of being unhappy and unsuccessful. Fear of making a mistake or perfectionism. 
fear for your child's future, fear of success and having to give up privacy, not being good enough by society's standards or by your own standards. So the letters are not just about the struggles and challenges these women faced. There is also a lot of uplifting and empowering reflection and advice to one's younger self and to the addressee. So each letter is addressed as Dear Beautiful to the woman or young girl reading the book. Perhaps one of the most moving excerpts, though, from Shona's book is in her conclusion where she states, Offering help becomes universal. Because with every person we help at whatever age, background, color, or creed, we are indeed able to bridge the divide, love even more deeply, and fly even higher. We might even soar. If you're interested in reading more of these empowering letters, I'll leave a link to the book in the show notes. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, I want to share more about where Shona is from originally. Ignite the fire within. Be fearless. Get inspired. Radiate positive energy. Be empowered. Gain clarity and spark your motivation. I've created these powerful audio affirmations so that you can ignite the fire within. Bring joy to your heart and soul. Fire affirmations included in the Find Your Inner Zen digital bundle. Available at allthingsrelaxstudios.com. So what I haven't told you about the author, Shona Bramble, is that she is originally from St. Vincent's and the Grenadines, a Caribbean island nation. Now, prior to last week, maybe you've never heard of St. Vincent's, but with the eruption of La Soufrière, the volcano, and evacuation of the Red Zone, uh, bumped St. Vincent and the Grenadines to world news. So the evacuation order affects about, I think it's about 20,000 residents on the northern part of the main island of St. Vincent. Now, according to an NPR report, Royal Caribbean and Celebrity Cruises said that they were going to be sending ships to St. Vincent in the Caribbean to evacuate residents. All persons seeking refuge on the ships are going to be vaccinated due to the ongoing pandemic crisis. Other neighboring island nations have also offered their assistance. Also, the Pan-American Health Organization, World Health Organization, also known as PAHO and uh, WHO, is mobilized to help the government of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. According to a press release that was published on Relief Web, PAHO and WHO, through its Eastern Caribbean office based in Barbados, is coordinating with St. Vincent national authorities to identify critical needs and is supporting the Ministry of Health with technical advice on enforcement of public health measures. And with shipments of 150,000 medical masks, other personal protective equipment, medical supplies, and test kits. If you are able to help the residents of St. Vincent's and the Grenadines, please consider doing so through NEMO, the National Emergency Management Organization. I will update the show notes when I have more information. Also, I invite you to listen to Shona's uh, podcast episode, Growing Up 
uh, Caribbean, where she is going to be interviewing a cousin um, in St. Vincent and the Grenadines about the situation. So it's very timely. Um, And I will include information about that as well. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. Ciao. You have been listening to All Things Relax with Sandy D. Inspiring women to relax, rejuvenate, and find their inner zen. We invite you to leave a comment and review our podcast. Check out our blog at allthingsrelax.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at allthingsrelax. Until next time.